All right, um, let's all stand, if you would, and turn to the book of Habakkuk. As I told you Wednesday night and a couple of times, uh, I've been studying the minor prophets, and uh, they've been real interesting in studying these minor prophets. I've never done it. Uh, I preach from most of the books, but, uh, but I've never studied them and such. And uh, there's a lot in, in those in this minor prophet, the chapter, the second chapter of Habakkuk. For those of you who may have trouble finding it, if you if you come across Nahum, you're close to it. Uh, and uh, so it's it's after it's after Joel and and Nahum. Uh, it's the second chapter of the book of Habakkuk. We're only going to read one verse. And I want, us, I want us to listen to this verse as we read it. He says, I will stand upon my watch and see me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you again for the day. Thank you for the blessings of it, Lord. We're thankful for your word. Lord, I'm so thankful for it that... Uh, uh, I realize I would have nothing to say if I didn't have the Word of God. And, Lord, I'm just so thankful that you give it to us each and every day, and I'm thankful that over these many years that you have been, uh, you blessed me with being able to preach this Word, and, and, Lord, I'm so thankful for it. It seems like that if I preach another 54 years, uh, I'll never uh, I'll never get everything out of it that I, I really should. And Lord, I just pray that you bless those that have come out this morning. I pray you'll give them uh, uh, listening ears and open up their hearts and and their their minds to the fact that uh, what the Word of God teaches to us today. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. <clears throat> I want to mention something uh, Two Sundays from now, we, we will be serving the Lord's Supper, but we would like to uh, have have that to be also a a um, child day, or I guess you could say a a um, young young folks day, and we'd like to get some pictures too. Now I don't know I don't know any photographers I don't know anybody come in maybe maybe you some of you ladies would just like to take them with your with your uh, uh, cell phones I don't know but uh, we'd like to get them all here and and some of those that have gone away and hadn't come back we'd like to see them come and we'd like to get some pictures of all of them on that day. And uh, then we'll be serving the Lord's Supper after the morning worship service. Okay, um, the title of my message this morning is The Watchtower. Now, most of you know what, a, what, what is a watchtower. Uh, if you don't know, it is a tall tower built on a mountain. And uh, that's where the word comes from. There are many of 
there are many of them throughout the mountains of Kentucky. They had those watchtowers where they people manned them and they they watched for fires and anything in the mountains and such as that and and some of the things that uh, happened. But um, the Bible speaks of a watchtower. Habakkuk speaks of a watchtower here. He says, I will stand up on my watch and set me up on the tower. And um, uh, I guess the way they say it here in the scriptures, uh, um, I, I will not, not set me up on the tower, but I will set up on the tower, and I, <coughs> excuse me, and I will watch. Now, we need not imagine that Habakkuk climbed a high mountain to watch. Well, this is not what this is referring to. He simply set up a place where he could see if God's work is being done. And now if you, um, if you go over and study the first chapter of the book of Habakkuk, you will find that this is what he talks about. God, when, when are people going to go to work? When are people going to do something? And, you know, we, I guess when it comes to politics, we say that every day. When's somebody going to do something? We, we see things going completely out from under us. And we wonder, when is somebody going to do something? When is somebody going to change things to where things aren't so bad? Well, Habakkuk saw that out of, out of God's work. He saw the fact that, that no one was out there doing God's work. And he, and he says when, he says over in the first chapter, he says, O oh, oh Lord, how long shall I cry and thou will not hear? How long, Lord, do I have to crying to you? How long do I have to beg and plead uh, that, that things would get done and your, your work would get done as it should because Habakkuk was a prophet and he, he had his job to do was to prophesy but he found that there wasn't that many people to prophesy to, that, that many people that cared. You know, you have a lot of people today, they just don't care. You know, you, you, have a, you have a lot of church members. They just don't care. I mean, we, we've got a lot of people out today that should be here, but they just don't care. You know, they don't think about it when the time comes to be in the house of the Lord and, and, to, be, and, and to serve the Lord. Habakkuk wanted to know who would do something about what was going on in his, in his area, in his city. Who would do something about it? Well, Habakkuk took it up on his own heart to see that the work of the Lord was done. Very few do this. Very few take it up on themselves to see that the work of the Lord is being done. There's very few that will speak up and say anything about uh, uh, this. You know, we, when we get to the end of this message, you're going to see what I'm, what I'm referring to here when I talk about this. Habakkuk said, I will stand upon my watch. I, I will, Lord, Lord, I will do it anyway. I will stand upon my watch. I will do what uh, I will look, I will take care and see if your work is being done. He simply means that he will do the work God gave him to do. As a prophet, God, God made him a watchtower as a prophet. 
and we're going to talk about others who were watchtowers, and we're going to get right down to something that maybe some of you don't realize. Uh, at the end of this message, we're going to get right down to who, who, who are watchtowers, who are to watch and see if things are being done and being done correctly uh, in this. Um, we we're going to see that. As I watch from the tower of God's word, just talking about myself, I see that the coming true of, of which Jesus spoke in the scripture. He, he says, and here is something he says that I think people don't take notice to in the scriptures. Jesus said, but as the days of Noah, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. And how, how can we be any closer to that right now? You know, in the days of Noah, nobody cared. In, in, in the days of Noah, uh, the, the imagination of men's hearts were evil continually. Well, what do we have today? We have the same thing today. I mean, you, you can, the imagination of men's hearts is, is, is going to be, where, what am I going to do next? Well, I know today's church day, but what am I going to do next? You know, uh, we got money. We got time. We've got we've got everything we need to do whatever we want to do. And that's the sad part about it, brother Sam. You know, uh, I think sometimes we have too much money. I know some people say, well, "What are you talking about?" But uh, well, I think sometimes when when we have the finances to do whatever we want to do, then that's what we do. You know, uh, as uh, Jesus said, Jesus talked about. Uh, given he talked about uh, in the I believe it's around the sixth chapter of the book of Matthew where Jesus speaks of the fact that that you know that he says uh, 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 give you money to the Lord I'm just I'm just paraphrasing he says give what you got to the Lord and 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 uh, don't spend it on yourself you know that's what we got today that's why that's why that I use this passage here in Matthew 24 and verse 37. But as the days of Noah, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Men and men had, in those days, they, they, had, they had everything to do whatever they wanted to do with. And they did it. Their imaginations were all wicked and, and, and sad. Well, I'm sad, it's sad to say, but we're just about coming up on those days now that uh, the imaginations of men's hearts are wicked and, and they, they, don't, they don't care. Uh, I was witnessing to someone here sometime back. It's been some way, way back. And, and they told me, they said, they did like this. They said, you, you say what you want to say, but I don't care. That's, that's what they told me. I don't care. I, I, I don't care where I go when I die. I don't, I don't care what I do, whether I go to church or not. I'm a member of a church, and I'm, I'm, just, I'm just phrasing what, he, what this person said. I'm a member of a church, but I haven't been there for two times this last year. You know, I just don't care. And he, he, was, he was honest about it. He, he said, I don't care. Why, why were they doing, what were they doing in the days of Noah uh, well, they were doing every wicked thing they could do and every wicked thing they could get by with. And that's what they're doing today. Folks, let me tell you, we're, we're living in those days. We, we might say, well, 
No, everything's fine. Everything's just wonderful. It's not. We're living in those days today. We're living just like he spoke of there, that uh, our imaginations are not to God. Our imaginations are not to the Lord's house. Our imaginations are not just get in here, listen to Brother Paul, and get out. That's what, that's, what, that's what we got. And the reason I say that is because I find myself in the same shape. I find myself in the same shape sometimes. Let me get this message over with, Lord, so I could go back home and get in my easy chair. Yeah, that's right. Because you, you, get, you, you, you eventually get, you know, we, we're, we're, we're all brothers and sisters in the Lord, and most of the time we start getting like each other. We start being like each other, you know, and we, we plan things like as as each other do. We we don't want we don't want we don't want we don't want to tell people that this is not what we're going to do or this is what we're going to do. There's another in the scriptures who was told to watch. That's not uh, Habakkuk's not the only one, and uh, there's several of them in the scriptures. But I'm only going to bring out two more. Uh, to today, there's another in the scriptures who was told to watch. Ezekiel was set up on the wall as a watchman. Ezekiel was told to watch. He was another prophet. He was told to watch. And it's amazing how these prophets were told to watch. These prophets were people who cared. They cared about the Lord's work. They cared whether the Lord's work was done or not, just like any pastor should be. Any pastor should be cared, should care about whether the Lord's work gets done or not. But you've got pastors today that don't care. They're, they're, they're saying just exactly like I said a while ago. They want to get to church, get their message over with, and get out. And and I, as I say, as I say, sometimes, sometimes when I come here, and I know there should be more people here than are, that's 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 the way I am. Let me get this message over with, Lord. Just let just let me get through this message. Ezekiel was told to warn his fellow men. He, he, he was told to warn them. How many of us will do that? How many of us will do that? Now, we'll run and tell somebody something's going on in the family, but we won't tell somebody, we won't warn somebody about when they're doing something that's going to hurt them. Just like I was telling Kara this morning, I, I got dehydrated, and, and I got, I really did. And uh, I know, I don't care what my wife says, I don't, lo- I don't love passing out. But at any rate, she told Carol last week that he loves to pass out. Well, that's just silly, you know. I don't love pass out, but I didn't know this. I didn't know the danger of dehydration. I didn't know it until somebody told me. Becky told me. Becky called me up the other day and she said, "Daddy said you're too smart to be something like that. Said you're too smart to do things like that. Said said people people will start thinking you're." Stupid. Well, anyway, that's that's what it is. But anyway, um, he was told to warn his fellow man, fellow men. Jehovah told him about those of, those of coming death. Jehovah God said, "When I say unto the wicked, Thou shalt surely die." And thou givest him not warnings, 
not speaketh, not speaketh to warn the wicked from his wicked way, to save his life, to save wicked men, to the same wicked men shall die in their iniquity, but this blood will I require at thine hand. If you don't tell them, if you don't warn them, and they die and they go to hell, I'm going to hold you accountable. And that's something. Isn't that something that, like, I, like I've said many times over the years, you know, I'm accountable for everything you all do. And if you don't believe that, why do we get to that part of the book of Hebrews where he teaches that very thing? You know, God says if you don't warn them, if you don't warn them, he says, I'm going to make you accountable. If they die and go to hell because you don't warn them, but he goes on to say, and then I don't have time to go and read all of this. He goes on to say, if you do warn them, and they don't do it, and uh, and and they they decide that they're not going to do it, or if you don't warn them and they do it, then the blood's going to be up on their own head. Well, maybe maybe we just want to sit back and let the blood be up on the, their own head. Maybe I should just throw up my hands and say, Lord, it doesn't make any difference to me what happens to people, but it does. makes a big difference to me what happens to people. And certainly that's uh, something we need. There's another that God gives the authority to watch. And this is the, this, this will be the, my complete, this will be to the end of my message. There's another God gives the authority to watch. It is all of us who are saved. Did you know that God has set all of us up on a tower and we're supposed to watch? We're supposed to be concerned when people don't come to church. All of us are, not just me. We're supposed to be concerned when these young people go off and they promise me before they go, well, I'll be back, but they don't come back. That concerns me. And that should concern every one of you. You shouldn't, you shouldn't use excuse with their school. I went, I went to school ten times, I guess. I was telling somebody here, I was telling one of the girls here sometime back, or a couple of the girls, I was telling them, I went, I went to college, I pastored a church, I had a wife and a daughter, I worked a job. And believe it or not, I graduated 3.6. I'm not bragging on myself, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that I, I can't use that excuse while I go to school. That's, that's the excuse they're using, I go to school. They didn't go to school yesterday when Georgia was playing. They didn't, they didn't go to school in Kentucky when Kentucky was playing. Well, let me tell you, folks, that that old excuse is no good. We're, and we're supposed to make them aware of that. God has set us up. And let me tell you what he says. It was a great apostle who told us and let us consider one another to provoke to love and to good works. In Hebrews 10 verse 24. 
We're, we're supposed to provoke one another to love and to good works. Yeah, we're supposed to. Don't get, don't get angry if your pastor, if your pastor tells you these things. That's what I'm telling you today. Don't get angry with me. Don't, don't go and get your kids angry with me because I said what I said. Because we're, we're set up as watchmen. How can any provoke any of whom they're not watching? If we're not, if we don't care, or if we, if, if, or we're not doing what God told us to do, then will He hold us accountable for their soul? <coughs> will He hold us accountable for what happens to them? I'm telling you, folks. These some of these young people are responsible. They say I've heard I've I've been told over the years when I'm not 18 years old my daddy and mom was responsible for me. No, you get to be responsible for yourself. There are many words of wisdom we can deliver. The great apostle told young Timothy, he said, "All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof." for correction, for instruction in righteousness. 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16. You're going to say, well, that's for preachers. No, no, not only. I want you to understand that. That's not only for preachers. I know this speaks of, of the man of God when he says that in the next verse, in, he, in, in first, 2 Timothy 3 and verse 17. He speaks of the man of God, but let me tell you, but who are all who, who are all of us? Are we not men and women of God? Every one of us are. Every one of us are men and women of God. We're we're responsible to take it up on ourselves to see that God's work is done. We're responsible. Are we are we not men and women of God? We certainly are men and women. We're certainly not men and women of Satan. We're men and women of God. So we can use the scriptures the same way. He, he says a preacher, a, a pastor can use the scriptures. The words of warning. What are the words of warning? They're wor words of woe to the dishonest. Habakkuk states to him that increaseth that which is not his own. Dishonesty. We we use we use our life we we use our life sometimes dishonestly. When we know what we should be doing, <coughs> we know we should do it. Y'all have to excuse me. I don't have I don't have COVID. I just get choked up. About to pass out. That's that's getting to be a joke now. Words of woe to the covenant, covetous. Habakkuk states, him that coveted, that he may set his nest on high. Don't miss anything. Don't miss doing anything. Don't miss going anywhere. Don't miss that, Pete. Whatever you do, don't miss that. That's what the covetous is talking about. Don't miss that. There are those who may never gain that for which they covet. Their sin 
is their coveting spirit. There's a lot of things we look at we we never own. I had a lady stop the other day. I, I happened to know her, and I was going in Walmart, and she stopped and spoke to me in a brand new Mercedes convertible. I said, man, that's a nice vehicle. But I know I could never have anything like that. But if I covet that thing, that's my spirit. That's the spirit I have at that time. One of the Ten Commandments says, Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. He goes on to say, Thou shalt not covet anything that belongs to thy neighbor. Shouldn't covet anything. Then you have the words of woe to the oppressors. To him who buildeth with blood established by iniquity. Thank God there is no such thing as slavery. But let me tell you folks, a lot of people. My dad was a slave. He was a slave at everything he went to do. He couldn't read, he couldn't write, and he was a slave. When he worked in the coal mines, he'd go in before dark, seven days a week, and get out, get come home after dark. And I've told this before, and I'll tell it again. He come in one time, I remember, I, I probably wasn't before five years old, but I remember just as if I'd been 10 or 15 years old. He came in, he laid $3 down on the table. I didn't even know at that time it was $3, but I do now. He laid $3 down on the table after working seven days a week before going in before daylight and coming out of that mine after dark. And I remember my mom said to him, she always called him Dad. She said, Dad, is that all you made this week? And I remember him saying, that's all they gave me. He couldn't even count his own money. They stole from those miners just like everything. They stole everything. They steal their wages. They steal everything. That's what he's referring to here. Those who covet so much that they're willing to do, do evil to their neighbor. I'm thankful. Thank God there's no such thing as slavery, but there are still those who still take advantage of the poor. I mentioned that. They still take advantage of the poor. What are they doing today? What's going to happen today when, I don't know, I keep getting this thing, they're going to change Medicare. I don't know what they're talking about. I know that since me and Rhonda's been on Medicare, we have not paid one dime of medical. Rhonda was in the hospital six days. It didn't cost us a dime. They're going to change it. What, what are they going to do? They're going to change it. That's how, that's how we can survive. We can survive when Rhonda and I were talking the other day, we got to go to the dentist. I said, we can't afford to go to dinner. They're too high. We don't have any dental insurance. 
When people take advantage of the poor, what's happening today? Who's going to be this thing of nothing to buy on a store shelf? And what they do have, they double the price. Who's that going to hurt? That's not going to hurt the rich. That's not going to hurt those who've got money. It's going to hurt those who don't have. Pull up to a gas tank. I heard a fellow say the other day that he, he said uh, his truck he had, he said he used to fill it up for $80. He said he pulled up the other day and filled it up. It was $120 to fill up his truck. And he said, I barely had the money to pay for it. But that's all he's got is a truck. You know, the Bible says, be sure your sin find you out. Be sure your sin find you out. Not Numbers 32 and verse 23. You know, we, we, we better, I'm warning you that, folks. Be sure your sin finds you out. Be sure your sin finds you out. May the Lord help us to watch not only ourselves, but also those who have a lot of trouble following the Lord. Help us to help them. I'm here to help you. If you have a problem, I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you, but it seems like the pastor is the last person anybody will come to. I'm here to help you. I'm here to do whatever you need me to do for you. I'm here to do it if I can. If it's any way possible, I can. I'm here to do it. I pray that you're here to help whoever you can too. I pray you don't go away today not talking, not thinking about those that didn't show up for church today. They could have been here. They went to the Georgia ball game. Why couldn't they have been here? Reggie went to Georgia ball game. He's here. I saw him on Facebook. Let me tell you, folks, It's important that we set up our own watchtower and be watching. Well, it's going to get before long that we're going to be wondering when somebody dies, did they go to heaven or hell according to the life they lived? Think about those things. All right, we're going to be dismissed from this part of the service. And uh, I'm going to ask Brother Sam if he'll dismiss us from this part of the service.